glorious day it is, and it's an absolute pleasure to have all of you listening to us. I am Emerson Lazia. Celia Godwin is here. We are the two beautiful, wonderful co-hosts of the Nesson After Hours podcast presented by People's United Bank. Celia Godwin, hot diggity damn young lady. It is Friday. It's good to be back. We both needed a break last week because let me tell you what, an hour of this every week really takes its toll on us. Yeah, I mean, I, I I did miss doing this last week, but I do think that sometimes you got to listen to your body, and when your body is telling you that you know it's a no go, you got to listen to it. Um, the rest was appreciated, but happy to be back here today. Uh, there is plenty to discuss, mainly because everybody is playing, hence the reason why we're tired, because literally everyone is playing. Right yeah, now. you name a sport. People are playing it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk bees right now because they're not looking so hot um, in their restart uh, in the bubble. Um, what that means, we're also going to have Sofia Yurkovich on. She's going to be talking to us about oh. everything is going on with the bees and what she's looking forward to as they finish up the round robin matchup with the Capitals. Um, on top of that, we're also going to be talking Celtics, who they're looking pretty good in the restart in their bubble down in Orlando. Two and two, big matchup tonight, though. We'll talk about that as well with some yeah. sound from Gary Washburn. Good luck with that, Celtics. <laughs> uh, and then um, a little bit of Red Sox and Patriots, and it looks like Bill Belichick and his quotes already in midseason form. That man never leaves midseason form. <laughs> Could run into him at a subway, <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I'm just uh, going with the cold cut trio. That was it. Fabulous impersonation. Thank you very much. I've never heard your Bill Belichick impersonation. uh, Well, you know what? There is more of that where it came from. (laughs) Okay. If that (laughs) makes any sense. All right. Speaking speaking of fantastic, let's go ahead and get into all of this Bruins hockey talk with a young lady who I am a huge fan of, a good friend of ours. She is a good friend of the program. She co-hosts the show now half the time. Yes, we appreciate her. We love her. And when the Bruins are absolutely playing regular hockey inside their own building and traveling the country, and we're allowed to go with them, Sophia Yerkstevich is there ringside covering them. You see her amazing face and listen to her incredible voice on Nesson all the time. Sophia Yerkstevich, that's a hell of an introduction. How do you feel? Hot diggity damn is how I feel. That was <laughs> excellent. I liked when you said that. Thanks for the intro, guys. Thanks for having me on the show to discuss uh Bruins and what's going or not going on in the yeah. bubble. Wait, yeah, I thought no we kidding. had her here to, to react to like the Celtics and Red Sox season. We ever here to, to <laughs> that, talk Bruins? That would be fun too. Sophia can do it all. Um, <laughs> I could probably would, react to like two she things. She would murder us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I could react to give me two things and I'll I'll re listen. A reaction means there's no right or wrong, correct? Oh yeah, dude. Trust me. <laughs> That's exactly how I've lived my secret. life. <laughs> No right or wrong. Yeah. So, okay, here I'm flipping the switch. You guys said I co-host after hours. You guys are supposed to be asking me questions, but too bad. What do you guys think about the Bruins? I want to get your takes before I give you my thoughts. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll go go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Mine's very simple. Uh, I am a little concerned right now. I am not going to lie because it has taken them like five periods to kind of uh, like four periods really to look like themselves. So I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, the guys say, hey, it's no big deal. You know, we got to play who we got to play. 
I don't know. They're the ones playing games, but I think they're also may just be talking a lot and trying to get everyone to stop freaking out. Seely? Okay. Um, you know, I, they're obviously, I think they're going to say the right things when the cameras are on and the microphones are in front of them. I, they're, they're professionals and in that sense. Um, but I definitely think that they're upset about losing the number one overall seed, especially how hard they worked for it in the regular season. But at the end of the day, there's no home ice advantage. Um, you're not going to have fans in the stands. So are you really losing a whole lot other than getting maybe an easier matchup? But then again, you're looking at some of these other series going on right now, and it's really anybody's series to win. It doesn't really even matter what they're seated right now because they'll get reseated. Um, I, but I am a little concerned about the Bees. Uh, I do think that they can snap back into it. Um, but now let's get Sophia's take on it. Um, I mean, the, before the pause, Sophia, the Bees were just absolutely buzzing. Top of the league in points, David Pasternak goal after goal after goal on that perfection line. Things were very good. Um, the machine was well-oiled and running smooth. Then coronavirus hits. Four months later, we're back to playing. And where are the bees? What is going on right now? What, what are you seeing from them after two round-robin games? Well, I mean, I think it's normal because they lost those two and then the exhibition game as well that it, people would be concerned. But I'm not even – my hand is not hovering over that panic button yet mm, at all. Okay. Um, so I'm not worried at all. But yeah, I mean, like we would have liked to see um, them win that exhibition game and then win at least one of the two round robin games. But here's the thing, uh, spin zone on how this is positive. I do think if they, they were, you're right, so like they were rolling beyond, like uh, I've never felt momentum like I, I'd, I'd felt with them. Like it was almost like, when they were losing and they were down a couple goals, you knew they'd get it back. And they did come from have a lot of come from behind wins. When they gave up a lead, you knew that they'd at least tie it back up. Like there was, they were just so hot and so good. And for them to take four months off and come back and be exactly the same, I think would have been a negative only because it could have played into just too, too much cockiness or confidence. You know what I mean? And, okay. the, and that's yeah. not that the Bruins are not a team that, by the way, um, they're too experienced to have veterans on the team that, that think like that. But what would the collective talk be? What would the collective thought be? Like, we were hot then, we're hot now, we got this. Now at least they're entering this being like, okay, uh, we have lost three games and we're not clicking, you know, perfectly like we were when it paused in the middle of March. So I just feel like the work ethic and the um, – the effort that's going to go into this, this first round, if they swept that round Robin series in the exhibition game, you'd think that maybe they'd be a little too comfortable. And that's not, I just want to be clear. That's not like playing down their character because they have mm -hmm. such a good yeah. character on the team. I just think it's a normal human reaction. Um, so thoughts on that. Do you guys think that's a good spin zone or am I like just pulling that <laughs> straight out of my well. well. Like, well I can see why they are annoyed, especially like why fans, this team finished with a 714 uh, point points percentage. I mean, that's the best in the franchise since 70, 73, 74 here. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it's easy to get frustrated and think, okay, we're the number one seed. It should be much easier than this. Are we putting too much emphasis here on, on seeding Sophia? Do you think with I like, going for three or four because no really no real home ice advantage there's no there's no fans there they're going to be reseeding after each round so i mean should we not be like freaking out about really who their next opponent is going to be 
Yeah, I, I would say no, like the with too much emphasis on seating for sure. Like um, Bruce Cassidy said the other day, he's like, oh, it sucks. And what sucks about it is that they do, they were by a landslide. They didn't clinch yet, but they were on their way to being the number one seed in, sure. in the NHL and winning the President's Trophy, blah, 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 which they did end up getting, obviously. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's frust. It's the only thing that sucks is the frustration. But because you can't control that, the the collective thought is just like oh well and it really won't matter who they play there's so much parody in the nhl it's the number one sport uh where where the the parody is just like the yeah, highest i agree we saw last year like how good was tampa then they get swept by columbus it, i know no one predicted that so yeah all the I don't wild think card care. teams end up moving on and you know you see your top seeds struggling and that was a huge benefit for the total <laughs> yeah a huge Last benefit year? for the Bruins too yeah, yeah you're right seals <laughs> yeah, yeah no exactly. it's it, it yeah you're the parody is is it's so wide like you have no idea who it's up anybody could get it anybody could get the cup and what matters really in the seating is 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 that game seven home ice advantage that's what matters the most um which uh, with fans, with travel, with routine, being in your own rink, like that's where it really plays in games. Maybe even games one and two, you know, to take a to take that lead, a two nothing lead at home is obviously very beneficial. Blah blah. But but it doesn't it doesn't matter as much. Final line change. That's the only thing that's gonna uh, be affected if you're the higher seed, obviously. And so um, or home and away. That's the only thing that's affected. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Let's not worry. And let's at least look at the fact that the Bruins feel, they see the, the L, they see the losses, that they feel like, okay, we're not where we were when we ended. And I think that they take this way too seriously that they're going to like downplay that they're losing in these exhibition games. They're, it's just going to fire them up even more. So I'm hoping we see that on Sunday. Yeah. Speaking of which, Sunday, coming up quickly. Um, yes. Against the Caps, what, what, what do we need to see out of the Bs? so that they can lock up that third seed. Yeah, I mean, they their season series with the Caps was excellent hockey. It was like playoff hockey every time, couple of close <clears throat> close games and then a blowout win for them at one point, but um very, you know, this is so cliché, like very tough team to play, but they are. <laughs> they 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 don't match up great against uh against them and I mean, we want Tuca, and I don't know if he's going to split time between Tuca and, and Halak, uh, but we want to see him a little bit more, like seeing the puck a bit better um, yeah. and yep. feeling better. That's that's really important. Like he had he had a cough. It turned out it wasn't COVID. Maybe it was flu, and maybe oh. that game he played in, you know, because of the cough, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent. But we want to, we definitely need a little bit more confidence, or he probably wants to feel that as well, right? That he's got a great game. Yeah. Um, and you know, what was really nice was to see Charlie McAvoy score. Cause like his scoring didn't come, uh, easily in the regular season. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> no, it, it did not. Um, but that, that perfection line you mentioned, they're, oh, they're fine. Like they don't need time to build, to click and build chemistry. The but second, so line. second line. That's yes, it. exactly. I was just say secondary scoring. What is the second line? Nobody knows. It changes all the time, and it's crazy. It's it's tough because Jake and Jake and Crutch, they've been the, the constants there, but then you look at the right wing. Who's it going to be? Now Jake, the last game, moves over down to the third line. They, they change the second line completely. 
I know Bruce is just trying to see what clicks, but I'm, I like, we don't know what it's going to, is Charlie Coyle going to move up and play like the, on the right wing? Like he, there's so many options and I think we need to see something consistent and it produced so that it sticks and stays yeah. so that they know what that's, they've got going forward. That's got to be so frustrating for some of those guys too. That, oh that yeah. Be fr- so frustrating, right? It, it would be, but they would, you never know. And I mean, the truth is you're playing for the best team in the, in the world right now or in the league. And they're asking you to move positions. You're just going to do it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like to, to add to that success. But you, so you would never know from how they answer questions in the locker room. But I think for Kretsch, he's such a good player and would be a first-line guy on any other team. But, like, you know, you're, you're competing with uh, Patrice Bergeron there. Um, would be 100% could, on a first line with any other team. And he's on the second line and hasn't – and he's still so good and putting up so many points, but he's never developed – like consistent chemistry that would be frustrating for him like give me a steady guy that I can work with or a couple guys that I can work with and we can build something but it's always changing and yet they still you know he still puts up points he's still great but yeah we'll have to see who who Bruce picks and we'll look at the practice lines today yeah you get another another game to kind of play with the lines might as well take advantage of it while you can yeah yeah I think I think that that's the rub though. When you said, "What are they looking for against Washington?" You definitely want to experiment a little bit with chemistry, but you don't like. You want to know that you could win. You at least want to know that, and they know they can. But you want to walk away with that feeling. The last game heading into the first round, like, okay, we did it. We got this win, um, and like breathe a little bit. But uh, but at the same time, I'm. I wonder if he'll be changing things up mid game. Yeah, I, I will say too. Going back to Rask, I know he was making his round robin debut, and it was you know kind of kind of iffy there. Where you, you, I think you even mentioned he lost like a puck uh, early on in the first period, but he kind he did play like out of his mind. I think for most of that game, it just also sucks oh, yeah. that you couldn't do anything against the Lightning, especially without like one of the best players in the world on the ice with Stamkos not even in, you know, yeah. not even playing. Yeah, yeah, and that they you know the the moment the goal that they scored late in the game for the Lightning just to, to win it kind of deflated what the Bruins had. Oh, for sure. Like a minute and a half to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, damn it. All that for nothing. Yeah, because they did. They they The first couple minutes of the first, it was a little sloppy, and then they, like, got back into it. And you're right. Um, I'm glad that you didn't let me poo-poo on I, – I wasn't trying to poo-poo on Rask. Because- no, no, no. I didn't, ta- I, didn't take, I didn't take it like that. I mean, I was just going to clip it and send it to our bosses and our managers <laughs> to know that you're not on board and that you're actually a bad person. <laughs> Well, I don't think there's a bad bone in Sophia's body. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, call, have my boyfriend on the show, and then he can. Then you'll be like, "Holy hell, this is." We'll tell you about the bad bone. <laughs> Spill the tea, buddy. Oh man, uh, Sophia, question for you: uh, Who is winning that top seed, Tampa Bay or Philly? Mm, great question. Ooh, all right. <laughs> it's such a it's such a free for all here, but I'm just gonna say Philly. Okay. Oh my God! I mean, they're I red hot. They are red hot. I, I I would go with them too. I'm going, I mean, dude. Like, I'm going Tampa Bay right now, man. Okay, we need. I I, I, I know, just think the black sheep of the family. I think that that is me. I have always been that guy. There's something wrong with me. So uh, <laughs> yes, I do. I do think it is Tampa Bay. These guys, and not only you had the, have the talent. That's not a question mark. But you throw like the extra motivation after they got shafted last year, and by shafted they kind of shat all over themselves yes. in the first round, as we have already mentioned. But you throw the motivation and the drive to for redemption and that you know everyone is 
basically like, all right, these guys could just crap the bed again like last year. No way, man. Not, not with that. The mental game, the actual physical game, the talent on the ice, it is Tampa Bay. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to be surprised either way. And that's the – I'm not even surprised when like a 12 seed will beat, you know – a five, a five seed in the in the first round, and best of five. Like everyone's shocked. Oh, Montreal, how are they doing? I know, that right? But it's like this is the weirdest circumstance situation ever. And like, once again, parity. There's parity in the NHL. It, it's not shocking to me who goes who goes down at all. Uh, best matchup for the bees uh, as of right now for that first round. Uh, who would you want to see? Who would you not want to see? Oh my God! Great question. Um, Thank you. Well, they they seem <laughs> this is to why they they don't pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to do very well against Toronto, obviously, and that's just a, such a fun rivalry. So you know that would be. I mean, and how, how they did against Columbus. I'm t- I'm thinking out of those two, who would you rather see? I think for ratings and for uh, just that good old spirited hockey i think toronto would be a great matchup for them plus they do do well against them and toronto yeah not, not great so hey, didn't they I blow a three goal lead last night <laughs> yeah they, they did they <laughs> the sure did ever <laughs> it is a, guys it is i mean most fans know by now i covered the leafs for years before i came here oh, and wow. uh i don't know is there something in the water i don't know what the deal is but they are just have the best amazing pieces struggle. Hey, who cares? Bruins could take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I would say Toronto would be a great matchup. And who would I, we not want to see? Ooh, hurricanes. Hurricanes. I'm trying to think of what their season series was. I think they had a game left to play. We're supposed to travel to Carolina, um, before the pause. So I think they only saw each other one time and I can't remember if they had won or lost. Um, but I don't know, like, that's the thing, like with the Bruins, Tampa and Washington had, had given them trouble this season, but they're playing them in the round Robin, those two teams I'd be scared of. And I'm looking at like the other ones and like, like I said, there's, I, I don't think there's anyone that scares me. How okay. Hey, that's good. That's good to know. Is that confidence? That is, that is confidence that we need. Right good. Now. good. Uh, one more real, real quick before we let you go here, Sophia, how has it been for you covering this team and the situation that we're in? Um, definitely not as fun. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the, my favorite thing is going to the rink and then you're jumping in all, all in the scrums that you, you know, you want to get the sound that everyone else is getting and hear what they're saying, but then kind of picking things up just by like hovering like a creep and a weirdo, but <laughs> hovering <laughs> in the dressing room. It's, you just pick up little conversations that, um, you can get story, you know, follow up with the player um, on. And I really miss that kind of interaction because I like getting the backstories to things, not just, you know, the the quotes that we're supposed to get in here on TV and those scrums. So I, I really miss that. But the Bruins have done a great job making players available via Zoom. Like Zoom, who the hell, by the way, did you even know what Zoom was before? Yep. March? I did. You did? No, you yep. did not. Liar. Abs- absolutely, dude. Liar. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry, you two. What are you two, the, like the black sheep of the technological <laughs> No, we're just society? not old. 
what the heck did you use Zoom for really quick? I know we have a time limit here, but what did you use Zoom we for? Use, we use it over at, uh, at DraftKings, too, where I'm part-time. Ah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's just me. That's just me. Okay, well, the family. All right. Well, you were ahead of the pandemic. <laughs> we were yeah, ahead of the you curve. And nobody else but you knew what Zoom was. I had no idea. Now, obviously, we use it every day. So the, the team's been really, really good at giving us – one-on-ones like hey can we get i got brad marshall on the other day uh, oh friend great of friend show. of the program friend great of the friend program. of the show yes yep yep um so we got him on a zoom and just got to like talk i didn't have to ask him specific hockey related questions so i got to know him and then i used that that nugget um in in the show when we have a chance or during the game rather so the bruins have made it wow. really easy for us but it's it sucks it's harder like you can't you're not there face to face and i'm watching the game uh quoting jack and brick they're only seeing what the camera is giving them whereas when they're at the game they're looking always a step ahead yeah predicting plays they're looking at plays away from the puck things along the boards line changes then they we don't get to see that so it makes watching it a bit different but hey they've done a fantastic job zero positive tests i believe that's still true the nhl has been killing it and just happy to have hockey back well, I will say this. It's amazing when I'm walking around the building, when I'm walking around our studios in Watertown, and I see you there in your little glass case of emotion <laughs> office. And every yep. time I try to, like, say hello, you always pretend like you're on the phone so you don't have to talk to me. And I want you to know that I will never forget that. <laughs> That's very funny that you picked up on that. I'm glad you at least you were not going to try anymore. I'm not an idiot, <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> Damn you. Um, Listen slightly <laughs> for the record guys i was assigned to that office i they think they recognize my importance and they gave me, <laughs> and they gave me the glass corner office um yeah Lucky very you, man i'm i'm in with everyone and i gotta listen to this guy I'm Dude, sorry, you're telling me i got i got my girl seals here microwaving me my dinners every night she's phenomenal she's doing a great job well, he's, uh, he's getting lucky. He's getting my bonus meals for my meal plan right now. So that's what he's <laughs> referencing right there, Sophia. But no, we disposal. really, really appreciate you coming on today, um, taking the time. We know you are very, very busy, and this is an exhausting time for everyone. So, again, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts. I had, I really had a lot of fun. Please bring me back. Please, please. And, um, <laughs> please bring <maybe>. me back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are desperate for friends. It's all good. I'm here for you. Please bring me back. Yeah, no, guys, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And go bees. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> all right. If you it. say you so. It. Sophia said everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> as fire is burning all around us. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, Emerson. Okay, so um, now that we got the bees handled, let's talk I, a little bit Celtics. Okay, two talk two to in, me. In the bubble right now, really big bounce back win over the Nets, which usually isn't saying much, but then again, that same Nets team beat the Bucks. Yeah, so, and then the Bucks beat the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the thing is with the C's is that they're learning to be better about playing smaller because they're so wing dominant. Um, it is good yeah, to no have. Yeah, no big guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, and his cancer, Robert Williams, healthy now. Um, and so that definitely adds. And then Daniel Tice, it's it's good to have enough big guys in there. But when they match up against bigger guys, they do not do well. Really, for me, and you've said this before on After Hours, the show, Kemba Walker, you will not win without Kemba Walker. So, oh. um, 
I mean, what, what are his minutes going to be tonight? Have there been any reports about that? I know they're like, in, they've been increasing them. Yeah. Uh, so throughout, throughout like each round. So Gary Washburn came on the show um, and talked about that exact situation. I think they're going to measure his minutes for the remaining four games uh, of the seeded. He might even get a game off and then he'll be ready for the playoffs. They're going to try to limit his minutes to 30. That's why it's important for guys like Marcus Smart and Brad Wanamaker to play well because Kimba's not going to be going 44 minutes in a game. They do not want to risk that. Um, his knee is still not 100%. It's kind of lingering pain, he told me, from wear and tear. So this is not something that's all of a sudden just going to stop hurting and be fine. Now, it will be better, and he, is, he said he feels good, but it's something they're going to continue to monitor. This was kind of a surprise for them. Obviously, you take four months off. You don't expect pain to linger that long. It did, so they're treating it, uh, you know, as they should, very cautiously. So Gary gave giving some good insight there. Yes, they are increasing Kimball Walker's minutes, but they're going to play it safe as they should. Um, but I, I'm not entirely convinced that this knee issue is done and over with. Hell no. Hell no. This knee issue is not going anywhere. You, if this knee issue was going to go anywhere and maybe just kind of like fly away or walk its ass off somewhere and get lost, it would have happened during the four months that they weren't playing. Exactly. But to come back and still be really concerned about this guy's knee, this guy has hardly missed like any time throughout his career because of injury. And of course he signs this large deal with the Celtics. And now all of a sudden, it's just, it's just really bad luck. And it sucks because he is such a crucial part of this starting lineup. He's one of the, what, three guys on this team averaging north of 20 points a game. You need, yeah. him, you need him in there. You need him in the locker room, especially, too, when you consider Seals. You can't afford to have him regress at all and for this knee to act up because at some point you're going to lose Gordon Hayward as well. You're going to lose his points when his child is born. Mm -hmm. uh, Patriots. Guys did their – first walkthroughs yesterday um this team has had a lot of opt-outs the most out of uh the league eight yeah yeah yesterday had the deadline around the nfl so four o'clock yesterday was the deadline for everyone to opt out because of the coronavirus so about 65 guys uh in the league decided to uh pass on the 2020 campaign no team has been impacted by opt-outs more than the Patriots have eight. Next closest team has three. So the question is, why is that? For the longest time, Tampa Bay didn't have zero. It turns out there was one late. It was some, some backup players, like whatever, because people love now to compare. <laughs> people love to compare. They go, oh, look at Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady's new team. No one opting out. Look at the team he just left. And look at everyone being like, yeah, I'm out of here as well. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm really going to try to connect the dots there. But okay. I also at the same time, I'm on Tampa Bay, and I've been a guy who, who has been on that roster for a couple of years, and I'm like, we got Tom Brady now? Yeah, hell no, I'm not opting out. I'm going to stick around, and I'm going to play. Yeah, the, the thing with the opting out is, like, it's just so unique to each person. And I think you can, it's easy to look at the Patriots and be like, well, what's going on there? And everybody at first was like, what does Bill Belichick know that nobody else knows? Like, people were legit starting to build conspiracy theories just because so many Patriots players yeah. were opting out. But, like, I, the way I look at it, this my opinion on the matter, is that a lot of these guys that opted out for the Patriots have been with the Patriots for a little bit, or they have um, some family issues where the health concern is, you know, really, really high. Um, but for, the, for some of the guys that did opt out, 
that have already rings, already have made their money, that they're like, you know what, if I'm going to take any year off, this is the year to do it. I mean, a lot of these Patriots players have already gone and gotten their rings, have success. Um, not that they necessarily are, you know, ready to hang it up, but it, sometimes, you know, like you can look at it and be like, you know what, this is yeah. a good time to take a step back. And it, yeah, would, three, it wouldn't yeah. be a big loss to me. Yeah, um, three players, three players uh, who have opted out of the eight. Yeah, three times Super Bowl champions. <laughs> so exactly. They, yeah, they exactly. They already have their rings. So this is like not that big of a deal. Like if, if you're someone like in Tampa Bay, they're like, this is the year to win, guys. Like we all need to commit. Of course, they're going to be more likely to opt in. They got Tom Brady. They got all these offensive weapons. Um, their defense is stellar. So, I mean, why wouldn't you want to say, hey, you know what, this is, this is a year that, you know, if we are smart, even though Florida is not so smart when it comes to coronavirus, um, if we're smart about hell this, on earth right now. <laughs> God, freaking Florida, yo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they, yeah, so anyway, back to Patriots. They had their walkthroughs yesterday. Bill speaking with the media today, and he's already in midseason form. What do you got? Oh, you ready for some of these? I've been following Doug Kide, Zach Cox, our Patriots beat writers. You guys should follow them. Other Patriots beat writers are tweeting about it as well. Here's one quote for you. Walkthroughs are the walkthroughs. They're walkthroughs. Can you, can you, you know what? I need you to do this. I miss, I miss this so much. I love this so much. Now, having been at a couple of these pressers <laughs> starting to work for Nesson like five years ago, it's intimidating as hell to like sit there and ask them questions and know you're basically not going to get an answer to your question, no matter how good it is. <laughs> but I tell you what question in the world and he's just going to ruin you. <laughs> so like just sitting on the outside, looking in though, I love sitting here and seeing everybody just get torched by this guy, not given any answers, shut down. And the funny ass things that he like, it, like what anyone else who says that we're like making fun of that coach <laughs> bill belichick says it and we're like oh my god he's a freaking genius <laughs> i love this guy so much but yeah if that's bruce arians we're like dude this guy's blazed out of his mind like what is he talking about <laughs> um another another good quote let me see what what else um <laughs> here's one from zach cox that i'm reading um it was about first offense first defense yesterday it looked to me like all the coaches coached and all the players played just like we always do <laughs> <laughs> all right we, do we have what well, we have to start doing and i'm shocked we haven't done it before but even, we, either on this show or on our nightly show on nesson like every friday we got to have like the bill belichick like quote board and just give our like top two or three favorite quotes of the week <sighs> I mean, those two are probably my favorite of the day. Also, he said something about the pexiglass. He was like, you know, the pexiglass bill's got to be really high. <laughs> oh, and see, and he even works in the, the dad jokes. And, yes, even, like, our producer Fred is like, yes, Belichick has a firm grasp of the obvious. And I love that so much because sometimes in our life we forget just the simple, obvious things. And him and these statements, these incredible in-depth statements that he makes, sometimes I'm like, damn, in you know depth. what? He's right. <laughs> He's right. He's right. <laughs> like, no, for sure. That guy's never wrong. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad that the Patriots are kind of getting back to normal. Um, apparently their, their meeting rooms are much bigger. 
and they're socially distant. They're wearing their masks. They're, they're being smart about this, but they're they're all business. We know how the Patriots are. Um, even in a pandemic, they're gonna you know treat this at the highest degree. They're gonna take everything super serious. Um, they're gonna do what the Patriots always do. So uh, I'm not too worried about an outbreak with them mm -hmm. just because I know how ironclad tough Bill Belichick is when it yeah. comes to everything and it will be no different in coronavirus. I'm excited about Cam Newton, excited to start hearing what's going on with him, how he's adjusting, uh, all that jazz. I think um, we're supposed to hear from him today too. Yeah, I mean, We're supposed to hear from him for the first time. So that'll be interesting. And I don't yeah, think, Bill, I, I I think, don't think Bill Belichick had, yeah, I don't think Bill Belichick had much to say about him today. No, I, I, I saw Doug tweet out something like why he couldn't and wouldn't say something about it. So I, I'm assuming he couldn't. I don't know what that was about, but I should probably click on the link and read it. <laughs> Reading is hard. <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, he's Bill's not going to give much insight to the quarterback battle. I mean, now that there's no cameras there to even watch, he's going to be even more secretive about no what is going on with the i mean literally probably the day that they have their first game in what september that's when we're going to find out who the starter is i mean he's going to hold out to the last minute i probably. could see that i could i could see that happening and yeah and you know what it could be one of those things where stidham rolls out there he's the starter and cam newton has been cut <laughs> like it would be a, such a patriots thing to happen good lord that would be absolutely wild to to, to see that happen uh, any quarantine thoughts for you, Emerson, uh, before we say goodbye? No, not really. I, I really hope Tiger Woods can keep, uh, you know, the so-called pedal to the metal here uh, because he's he's only three back as he starts the second round of the PGA Championship. Uh, when occasionally I have a, a fire burning in my loins or the blood starts flowing through my body at a rapid speed, and most of that is caused by Tiger Woods playing really good golf. I love him so much. I would do anything for him, so I hope he continues. Also, I had some uh, ghost pepper chips recently and um, uh, because I like a challenge. It wasn't like the super hot one that you see, you know, that like you see all like the, the celebrities. Yeah, that kind of stuff. This, is, this was like a level underneath that. But still, literally every pore in my body was vomiting sweat, and I uh, <laughs> could no longer feel pain. Like Meg could literally stab me with a fork, and I would not feel it after having a ghost pepper chip. So they're like very delicious, though. They're very delicious and pain for pleasure, Sealy. Pain for pleasure. Um, you know, some people have their fetishes. I think you found yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really into eating ghost pepper chips and having my wife stab me. <laughs> it really, really turns me on. <laughs> oh, my God. Producer Fred's like, what the, what the F, dude? <laughs> Mark the tape, Fred. Tweet it out. Go ahead. You won't do it, you <laughs> coward. I'm, I'm literally crying. <laughs> um, with that, we're going to wrap the show, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yeah, y'all. Let's let's do um, it. I'm going I'm to go get a milk now, okay? <laughs> you, you need a milk. Milk, right, Marlins? <laughs> um, so that, that's going to do it for us, you guys. Uh, we're so excited to be back on the pod. We'll be back next week. This is After Hours Podcast presented by People's United Bank. For Emerson Lazia, I'm Seedley Godwin. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody.